0: Hey friends, this week, Casey and I got to speak with registered dietitian Tracy Brown about how trauma affects our relationship with food and body, along with our practice of intuitive eating. Tracy is a wealth of knowledge and grace, and we're confident that her personal testimony with the Lord and compassion for others will inspire, encourage, and equip you to move forward in your own walk. But before we start, a special thank you to Jacqueline, Katie, Emily, Simone, Emma and Amy for filling out our podcast survey and letting us know how we can serve you best with our content. If you have episode suggestions or ideas, don't hesitate to reach out to us at support at joyfulhealth.co. All right, let's get into the episode. Hey friends, welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey,
1: registered dietitian, and I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we are here to help you discover joyful health by grace.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Joyful Health Show. Today, we are talking with registered dietitian Tracy Brown about somatic nutrition therapy, what that is, how it's different from a traditional approach, and how it works to heal trauma and our relationship with food and our bodies. So we are so excited to get to have this conversation with you, Tracy. Welcome.
2: Oh, Aubrey, thank you and Casey for having me today. I'm really excited and I feel we actually, and I know I'm excited that the Lord is going to lead us into what we need today, what people need to to hear and for things that make sense for them in their journey, in their healing journey. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yes. Amen. Thank you, Tracy. Um, So for those of you who don't know Tracy, um, she is a trauma informed nutrition therapist, eating disorder, dietitian, stress recovery coach and nutrition counseling skills teacher. She walks beside people wanting to heal their relationship with food and weight as well as feel safer and less stressed in their bodies her testimony of recovering from eating disorders trauma and the new age is meant to bring glory to god's mercy and grace since 2006 she has guided people one on one and in groups in healing from disordered eating and chronic dieting many of which also have other stress related conditions and you can find her at tracybrownrd.com/ Get Started, and tracybrownrd.com slash free gifts, um, and we will talk about those a little bit more at the end, too, so, um, but if you're following along on, a, on the computer and you want to go ahead and, and check out her resources there, um, as you listen to this conversation, we welcome you to do that. Um, so, Tracy, let's hear a little bit more. I My curiosity is piqued. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about your testimony, how the Lord met you, and how that led to what you get to do today with people. Oh my gosh.
2: Thank you. It's a um it's a long story. So I try to keep it concise and it like having some flow to it. But I always love guys since I can remember. But I wouldn't really say I grew up in a very um strong, you know, there's no really strong religious background or um or um even a lot of fundamental teaching. I didn't read the Bible until I was like in my late 30s for the first time ever, even though I grew up on and off in, in my, my mom's church of choice, which was, um, Catholic church. Um, I, and my other fan, my other parts of my family were just very, um, I'll just call them that they felt like hard work was their God. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I didn't really grow up with much. I didn't know the word, um, didn't really know Jesus, but I did love God. And that's just his mercy and grace for having that already in me from as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. But, um, I guess where the trauma intersection is that you know I maybe grew up the way a lot of people experienced their childhood and didn't couldn't really make sense of it is that um, um, you know I don't have any memory of anything really horrifically traumatic happening in terms of of war of abuse of like physical neglect. Um, even other kinds of of um, molestations, those kind of things, I suspected. But I just don't have memory of it, but that's okay. But mostly, what I remember is just not liking myself. Like as so far as I can remember, having lots of um, re- easily feeling hurt. I was a really highly sensitive kid, and rejection, and basically to any kind of correction as like I'm bad and wrong, and you know always being hyper vigilant about not being, t- you know, taking it too much space, getting in trouble. And so that's actually a symptom and which we'll talk about a little later about um, relational ruptures and attachment wounds and things like that. So that I really had relational um, uh, more developmental trauma than anything else. So why that matters is to how the enemy used diet culture as a way to kind of get me to the next step. There's always steps in the way the enemy works. There's some kind of rejection. There's some kind of overwhelm and At the beginning, he's just not going to like give you an eating disorder when you're seven. You know, it's you're going to have more and more and more built upon and built upon incidences and triggers that like it's the last straw. So anyway, pretty typical story for a lot of people that I had uh, lots of it developed next into like perfectionism and people pleasing. And also I grew up around um, body self-hating family, like all the women in my family never not complain about their bodies. We're always trying to like fix their bodies. Mm. And so definitely I saw, here's another lie that the enemy got implanted in me by demonstration from my environment was like, oh, you grow up to be a woman who's not okay with That's just how womanhood is. Mm. You don't know how not to like, <laughs> you know, you take care of everybody else and you complain about your body and you go on a diet or a crash diet or say you're being healthy. And that lasts a little while, but really- I got less struck by the, um, the behaviors like the food stuff and more about how they felt and talked about themselves. Mm -hmm. That was what, that was the seed that got planted in me. So by time I had my first like breakups and lots of transitional pressure, which happens and it's a grief stage in our development, you know, in, in, um, early high school, I just like, Oh, well the cool girls diet. So, and the, Cool girls seemed to who my ex boyfriend who just broke up with me because, whatever, you know, being a lustful boy. um, Oh, those girls do that. Okay. So I'll do that. That was it. I simply stopped eating enough food. And then it turned into, you know, skipping meals and all the food group things. And back in those days, it wasn't like dieting for health, you know, because a lot Mm -hmm. of times people like, oh, I'm not, I don't diet. I just try to eat healthy. That wasn't the thing happening in the eighties and nineties. It was just straight up, oh, I think that if I'm prettier and thinner then people like me more and people weren't as like, it wasn't as veiled as it Mm -hmm. is now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I started restricting and it turned into anorexia and that's where God met me. He met me in the hospital and in this place of like, how did I get here? And what did I just do to myself? And then it was like um, from 16 to 18, just this very, very quick spiral free for all into um, you know, all the food rules and exercise compulsion, truck thinking that like just a little bit more will be okay, a little bit more will fix it. Very, you know, you start to see patterns in the way you know words manifest, and that's that's one of the that's one of the strategies the enemy uses is you know more is better. Mm. And so, really, I met God again because obviously through all that time I was busy trying to make myself feel better because I didn't know Him, and I. You know, and oftentimes in you know, in, especially in church communities too, is like you might know the word, it's in your head, but not in your heart about how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. And how much no matter what the world says or does about you, it's still not, it will never shake how much he likes and loves you. But I didn't have that in my heart. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's when I met God again was like, Lord, I just repented, Lord, I didn't know what I was trying to, I didn't know what I was doing to myself, would hurt you, would hurt me, would hurt mm-hmm. everybody I know. And I know they don't try, don't know how to help me, but it's just me and you, and this is it. So either I do what I know I need to do, um, or this is it, you know. And I don't fulfill what you want me to do. And these are the conversations I had, and that turned everything around really quickly. He gave me a lot of truth about just all the ways I was deceived and how I was trying to be my own savior, basically, mm. you know, from my rejections and hurts and and so it's not the kind of repentance where oh I'm so terrible. It's I was super deceived and. I, I relied on myself. That's what I needed to, you know? So I know that a lot of times we get these messages. Like if you just stop restricting, stop binging, stop overeating, stop whatever you're doing um, and take very care of yourself, that you'll be fine. It's like, that's not what the repentance is about. Mm -hmm. It's about, well, what were the lies that we came into agreement with to get us here? That's, that's what we have to work with God with. So anyway, that's how I got to him. And it was a great year. And I had a great, between my relationship with God blooming and, um, I had a really good non-diet dietitian, which was a gift to, from him to me. And that wasn't a normal thing in 1996, Mm. 1997, that didn't exist. Like she happened to be an Ellen Satter kind of dietitian. who was just about division responsibility. That's all she knew how to coach me. She didn't know intuitive eating that didn't exist back then. And she said, eat what you want, but eat regularly. And that was the it that was the heart of the matter and then she gave me lots of permission to like um eat the food there's no good and bad food eat what you want eat as much as you want and the rest will come and I'm like okay and there was no condemnation about any of it and that's what broke the food rules as well over time is that like oh there's no magical weight gain food oh like yeah we can supportively eat but you have to do the first thing first which is eat enough oh if I want to stop binging in the night I best stop restricting carbs like the tells me to do you know just mm-hmm. these little lessons um so I thought that's what a dietitian did, does and this is how I get to my professional career it's like oh wow I had such a wonderful relationship with her it was so authentic and truth and love I'm gonna do that and then I get there I'm like oh <laughs> probably two-thirds or three-quarters of this is glorified fear-mongery food, <laughs> bad food diet pushing stuff and i'm like of course then i had some rebellion in you still of course so i'm like all right so how do what do i gotta fake <laughs> and what do i gotta get a's on but i don't buy half of this to get out of here and then either find, figure out a way to help people in a way that doesn't collude with those killing thoughts or i'm going to find a new career i got a bachelor's on my belt whatever i'll have to find something else if there's not a way to teach people how to do this so Mm -hmm. That was the mission by the time I got through my internship, you know, in um, 2004 is this, there's no other options for me, but um, supportive based eating. And it's obvious to me that God made, and I wasn't saying God at the time as much anymore, by the way, I had some of the traumas that happened in in college that got me off track (laughs) with my relationship with him. But, um, but I still fully believe that there, like, it was natural for there to be diversity in people what they look like, what they needed. I believe that with all my heart. So I didn't waver with that. Um, And yeah, so it was just one of the things I got a job just to pay some bills and immediately dove into, okay, so who are the people in this world that do this kind of like non-diet counseling work with food? And so I bugged them until they agreed to train me, you know, and Mm -hmm. work for them. And then so here we are, you know, I guess 16 years later, go in deep with people. And especially for me since 2000, about 17, when I came back to Christ, um, including him and really the Holy Spirit is the one who has the power to break off all these strongholds to um, really get through to us when nothing else will. Mm. Even the best non-dietitians out there. So he goes with me in these sessions now, because sometimes if we've been struggling and our mind is so in the whirlpool, and we know what we know in our head and then five minutes later we forget and go back to what was feels familiar and well, that's part of the trauma piece here in a second but anyway yeah so that's how I ended up here is uh, um there's that really strong conviction of we um we can't no matter how hard we try we can't earn love from people and the enemy will use this body image stuff to try to Convince us that if we just get the right body, that we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I recognize that. Well, that actually kills people. If it doesn't physically mm-hmm. kill you, it will steal your mind and your, your work and your destiny mm-hmm. in Christ. You just won't be doing what you were here to do fully. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how yeah. I ended up here and, and and how, how it kept me from like wavering one second, no matter who those are fit about health, every size or intuitive eating. It's like, nobody says that we don't care about your health. We just have a more loving and sustainable way to do it. You don't have to diet. But you can't, yeah. you're not going to get love from people anymore by trying to get your body to be different. That's a whole different thing you're trying to accomplish than health.
0: Yeah. Wow. Tracy, I, I love your story because first of all, so many things, but just the grace of God to, um to, you know, connect you to him, even not growing up in a necessarily like a religious home um, and also just continuing to pursue you. And also I think about like those key people that he brings into our lives, like your dietitian who you were still able to be like, no, I am not going to practice this way that I'm taught in school. Um, I can totally relate to that. (laughs) Just feeling like I'm either going to quit or I'm going to find a way to be authentic. Um, and really help people. So that's beautiful. But also, I wanted to touch on that. When you just talked about repentance, um I think that's so key to point out. And I did a like a word study on this one time, talking about repentance, I think it means or it's like metanoia is the Greek word, maybe. Um, but it literally just means like to change our mind. Um and so, like when we're believing those lies, like you said, to change to believe what God says. Um, and that's that's such a big piece. So I want to hear a little bit more before we. Th- I want to go into what somatic nutrition therapy is mm. for people. Um, but before we do that, I want to hear a little bit more about kind of 2017. Sounds like that period of your life was really um, impactful to you, and how kind of meeting the Lord again, how that transitioned even what you do now. Um, so how did that yes. change? What you you were already in this space, but how did that change?
2: Yeah. So, and it didn't change the nuts and bolts of like teaching people hunger and fullness. Cause I think I look at the way I used to do things and it was still very aligned with God's word in terms of like teaching people. It's not that our emotions or our bodies are always like trustworthy per se. We have to learn what's of Him and what's maybe some sickness or malfunction or whatever. But yeah, it's our it's our mindset of being willing to be curious and compassionate and go deep. I've always been one of those go deep or go home kind of people. So <laughs> people either stay with me two sessions or they stay two years as long as they need to and they get done. That's just it's a little all or nothing, you know, honestly, with <laughs> how I do things because that's just the way he made me to like oh I want on the root of everything and I know and I am I'm really like a scoper outer of like the big picture. I see the big picture, of someone's story within a session or two immediately even the spiritual now. And at the beginning, it's like, okay, but we're not going to fix all that. That's how all these tendrils work, but then let's scope it back into like, what do we do today? That's Mm -hmm. all we're worried about is what are we doing Mm -hmm. today and the next week and all that. So that hasn't changed. Um, My big commitment to that part, but you know, I was always just seeking and um, it was really just him. He just called me back. I, I can't take any credit for any of this. It's like, And plus, I do think in the secular therapy world, um, there's just a lot of ways that they try to figure out how to help people. And it's all well intentioned. I mean, there's a few evil schmoes here and there. um, But for the most part, it's really well intentioned to help people not be anxious, not have OCD, um, not be depressed. And so I studied every modality there is to know about there. And I kept digging and digging and digging. And some people got helped by something, some people didn't at all. Some people never got better. Even they had every possible thing to their, um, disposal and weren't getting better. And then some people, um, got better with a little bit of help and, and kind of just moved on. And I just kept watching like who gets better and why, mm-hmm. and when they don't get better, why? And that got me into the trauma world. So the trauma world takes you down this path of like being less cognitive and less like, cause some, there's a, there's a, there is a, a limit to what knowing like we know that it's like, it's not a great idea to like skip breakfast, let's say, and not expect to binge in the yeah in the evening or be deprivation driven eating. So you can tell somebody that, but if their terror about eating more food and gaining weight in their bodies is so much, and they don't feel safe to do it, it's so much stronger than their mm-hmm. mind. They're stronger than their mind. Cognitive therapy is done. There's nothing you can do. You have to work at a different level. And so that's how I got into the trauma world is like, oh, so these people in my session I mentioned let's have three grains at breakfast or let's just have sna- Let's just something really simple and I know it's like 50 50 how they're gonna respond and I would do it and some people like oh that seems like a lot I and mean, we can cognitively work through it and then they can make sense to them why it's important and then some people would just literally dissociate or some people would get so anxious that they would start crying mm-hmm. so you're working you're working with um different you're, you're working just at another level of the food has become something so much bigger than like, Oh, if I eat more food, I'll gain weight. It's like, wow, if I eat more food, I am not safe and I'm going to be obliterated. I'm just not safe. And they're not in the present moment. So Mm -hmm. I started working with the body and helping people get more in, you know, more present. Cause I found that the people that weren't able to get like, observe their thoughts, like, kind of like get set outside of themselves a little bit and observe their emotions and actually just feel them, but not get so involved in it that it feel like something deadly is happening in the second. If they couldn't do any of that, they couldn't make any changes mm. and they can't pray. Mm. You cannot, I, ha- I rarely ever see a person unless it's like flat out, maybe they're in such desperation, which how that gets to 2017 here in a minute, um, how we're able to you know, reach out to to him. Mm-hmm. That that was one of the things I noticed. Like, wow, some people there's not something bigger there to be having to lean back in and to trust your recovery or your life for. And you feel like there's nothing here that's got my back. You're not like you're just gonna stick with what you know, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was noticing that, and so I went into that world and learned about honestly oh, the brain. It's so I had to get, like basically went back to school for like a feel like a PhD in like neuroscience and all that. Like, how does the brain work? How does it work on like chronic threat how does it impact your digestion your ability to understand your hunger fullness signals and like oh this is what they can't do in dude eating there's just too much threat going through the, the mind and then from a christian perspective the enemy keeps that cycle going mm. keeps on bringing things into your experience like trigger you back into that threat response again unless you get able to slow down and um observe and audit your thoughts your feeling and is it isn't it, and is it congruent with right now and there's a lot of I pull up I pull up some scripture about that um I just want to read this real quick and then I'll talk to you about 2017 mm-hmm. because this is what we're headed to next I did all this learning and then it had to eventually apply to me <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we're at with that uh-huh I always laugh I was like oh that wasn't just for everybody else of course right <laughs> all right um Oh, Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's like, when you look at this, it's like our clients and ourselves even have a hard, such a hard time. We've had bad things happen to us and it shakes up our ability to trust life. And then therefore we kind of superimpose it on God. That we forget that like he does a new thing every day. We forgot we can't feel it because we're stuck in that dryness and that wilderness and that isolation and that feelings of abandonment, and we just can't get there. That today is different than what happened to you ten years ago. It's just hard hard to be in the moment. So of course you know the Bible has a lot to say about it, trauma and what he wants to do about it. When we can't perceive it, he says it will make a way, and then we have to believe it. And then, you know, work on the, I think sensory comforts um, are important to help us be in the present. So fast forward to that, you know, I was doing all the study and it was going good and it was excited. It's funny though. It's like, just like the weight loss thing. It's like the more you get, the more you think, okay, this is, I'm doing the right thing. The more I'm like, oh, he just started showing me places in my life where professionally I wasn't trusting him, whether it was like marketing or finances, there's just things like that, that don't seem like a big deal. I just started to see like, you know, I'm doing everything. I feel like I'm doing everything right. And there's something missing. I'm not okay. And I just broke down on the porch one day, just sobbing. And there's that godly sorrow, which I love so much is, um, you know, blessed are those who mourn for they'll be comforted. I was just like, Lord, I need you to make you like the boss of everything everything you know, I need to do it with recovery I need to, you need to do this with my work my business like I can't heal everybody and I don't know how to like do all this in a way that pleases you and he just um well if you want to know the truth Aubrey so I was in a lot of new age stuff at the time and a lot of really pretty well-known teachers out there um working with them to I felt like I needed to finish with, this last, if I could just finish with this last little bit of self-rejection, this last little bit of imposter syndrome, then I'll have it figured out, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, didn't think to actually ask God about it, just as experts. Right. And then right. we were doing this weird new agey prayer. And I started asking Lord, if this is from you, the you know, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if this mm-hmm. is from you, so be it. If this is not yours, you don't want me involved in this. I won't go into all the details, but, um, then you're just gonna have to like make it obviously clear and pretty much like 10 seconds later 30 seconds later this woman stopped being able to talk and she fell back in her chair to this little group and I was like that was that like she literally couldn't keep praying she couldn't talk she started like getting um faint Mm -hmm. and I'm like I'm out okay got it um Mm -hmm. and that was my um I think this this is it you know it's like that when we turn back to the Lord it's like God is it Jesus is it there's no other healers there is no other um counselors there is no other anything else that's better than you mm. um all this stuff out in the world is can be helpful but it's not all of you and so Lord give me the discernment to like to know the difference mm. um so we don't lead anybody down wrong paths and so I'm not still chasing my tail like finally, fully be at peace with myself when really what I needed was to learn how to rest in him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this goes back to developmental trauma. Like I had been trusting mostly myself my whole life to figure everything out. I didn't have any, I didn't know what rest in him was. I didn't know what dependence on him was because when you have people in your life who are supposed to have your back, supposed to protect you. And this is not just like physically, but emotionally, and they don't, you're like, well, it's all me. It's all on me. And this is the thoughts I had since I was five years old. It's on me. I'm it's up to me to emotionally take care of myself because they can't do it. Mm. So, you know, I had to manage everything. So it's been like this oh gosh, it's been a ride (laughs) for the almost last five years of like everything I do, I bring it to him. This is pleasing to you or not. Is the way I'm doing okay or not? Is this resource okay or not? Mm. Because um yeah, it, it doesn't take much for us to get deceived, just like it doesn't take much for us if we've got a wound about something to get right back run to a diet. Mm. So if your trigger is weight gain, if your trigger is re- perceived rejection from your family or the doctor or whatever it is that the enemy knows you still have a wound for, um he, he's gonna keep in, until we give it all to him, it's gonna mm. be um. The enemy will only bug you with stuff that you care a lot about that you don't want. You're afraid to let go because you won't be safe. <laughs> We're gonna teach our clients that who to safe their bodies are relatively safe enough. Safe people are relatively safe enough, um, and especially God isn't. God doesn't have the character and the characteristics of the ways in which people who are supposed to care about us have
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So Tracy, I'm really curious. um, And Mm -hmm. this is a lot of confirmation of the scriptures that the Lord has been bringing up in my mind the past few days. And I was kind of wondering, okay, what's the connection here? And the scripture that you just said, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, um, in the context in the Bible, he's replying to the Sadducees who think, who don't believe in the resurrection. And so they test Mm -hmm. him with questions. And he says, "You, you do not know the scriptures nor the power of God yeah. and so <laughs> I just and I equate the body with presence and and so and God being the present living God mm-hmm. um and so you talk in a way that's like allowing people to be safe in their bodies so for the listener who can really resonate with this message of I would like to be able to like what, what Aubrey and I say, like we start off by saying rest in his grace. If you physically cannot do that, um, because like you are saying that new age prayer is leading into, okay, if I just get this one more thing, this one more thing, if I just or thinking about, you know, weight loss or even trying to, you know, get strong. It's like, if I can just Lose that one last pound or lift one pound more. If only I could get to this one place where Jesus says, no, it is finished. I have already accomplished this salvation for you. And that's, that's where we can rest. But how can you, like, I'm curious to see what your sessions look like and how do you, um, and I know that you can't do this over a podcast, but um, for the person who's curious of like, I think I might need something like that. Um, What is it? The work that you do and maybe could someone look for a somatic um practitioner like you uh, maybe give give them some insight into yeah. a little bit more about what those sessions look okay. like with you
2: well so the, the word um somatic means it's soma which means body mm-hmm. so that's why it's called that and you know the most important thing really in all this is renewal of the mind of course and all the different conditions that healing is a part of so you me about the sessions, but I'll talk to you about some of the things I tell I work with clients, too, is somebody comes in. I can tell they look really rattling in their boots. Basically, they're in sympathetic. They're in the part of their nervous system that's like in fight or flight. You know, it's like they want to be here. But some part of them is like, um, it, whether it's about the coming session, about something else. I just want to help them you know, first I'll say like, look, what, let's do whatever you need to do. If you need your weighted to blanket and the dog, all, that's fine. Or really, can you just be here with me right now? Can you find feel that that floor underneath all the pads of your toes, that's real. And that's here right now. So I'm just trying to get them in here now. So I can start praying. All I'm trying to do is like, okay, can you be here with me and get that mind to stop spinning? Can you feel all the little pads of your toes on the floor and give it a little push? Can you feel where your bottom is being held can you feel where the back of the chair has got your back? Mm-hmm. And if God will give us a chair, like He give us that so much comfort, how much more comfort will He? Does He want to give you right now mm-hmm. to be in His presence? So it will be okay if I pray. And we sometimes they kind of interrupt me in prayer, So Most of the time, I'm praying just to get them more here, and and that starts to build one, wants more connection with God, but also reestablish this trust in, in people and in, in relatively safe people because remember dieting and eating disorders we get so attached to them as the source of like safety and love and significance mm-hmm. and worth that we forget about the people in our lives that actually just love us for how we are and who we yeah. are we forget about God you know read Ephesians 1 if you forgot like he thought about you before the world ever got created I mean if you if you want to work on your your if you feel like you're being like tortured or tormented by the spirit rejection, or you just know that you self-reject all the time, read Ephesians one, mm-hmm. read John 14, 15, 16. I mean, it will like, and get it burned in you where he's just like, here's who I am. And what I wanted mm-hmm. what I want you to participate in with me, mm-hmm. I want you to see yourself how I see you. And so, yeah, so that, that could be where it starts to just getting physically present enough to receive some prayer yeah and then usually sometimes people Mm will get you know sometimes then it just comes to a standard nutrition counseling session where it's like let's talk about your food how was your week and sometimes people know they're, they're hot and ready to go like what's important to them what went well what they're struggling with and we get into it whether it's hunger fullness work or body image or um renewing their mind whether it's with food like the actual physiology of food or it's what they think about food most of the time when messes us up is all these lies we have and it has to be renewed about how we work. so and then other times um you know God just gave me a lot of discernment really around like when people are floating out or even they're shifting like I can see I don't know if you ever heard the word dipscus, which is double-minded like you have a mm-hmm. second it's like basically a second soul so we have a soul that God made and our soul is our our um our mind or will yeah mind will emotions um, we have our body and we have our spirit. Well, the enemy we can mess with our spirit, our spirit man in there, and the Holy Spirit in us. But the rest of us, it can mess with. And we have, we might have wounds before we get saved, or sometime in our walk, walk as a Christian, where we got a trauma, we got um, kind of fell back, and lies were poured in, and whatever happens. And so all that has to get renewed. Whether you're you know, new Christian, old Christian, whatever. And that's what the enemy's working on. He's always trying to get your mind, always every day, all the time. And I said, we understand that we're in that battle, then that's also helpful. But if your mind's spinning and you've got part of me knows that I want to get better, and part of me is like, but no one will love me. We've got to re- we gotta renew this and, and get the, and basically dismantle this other stuff mm. and actually help people see where you know. Even if no one else loves you or cares about you, God always did and always will and is right this second. And let's get to know the character of God and what he says about your food, your body, all the things. But sometimes you can look and it's like, wow, what was it like just now to sit here and you told me about your food and nothing bad happened to you? Mm-hmm. No rejection, no judgment. What was that like inside? And now I'm trying to get their brain hooked up with some truth that like, not everybody cares. Like they maybe used to care when you were on Weight Watchers at 10 and everybody thought that was such a good idea of your mom to put you on Weight Watchers at 10 and nobody stood it up for you and nobody had your back. They failed you. That's true. But right now that's not happening. Can you even feel that or be a witness to that and stuff? That's the matter for two, by the way. Like, yeah. And what's that like? Well, I feel some relief. Stay with that then because that's what's happening right now. All that rest of that stuff was back then. This is right now. And God's giving you this experience mm-hmm. to be with safe people that they aren't like the past. Well, that's me, their therapist, doctor, friend, somebody on Facebook group, whatever we get, we're, the self-rejection programming um, gets to be over a certain amount of years, really, pro, really auto, automatic. And so my job is to help people like, Oh, wait a minute. Stop. <laughs> what just happened there? Because it, that's protective. People don't, you know, choose really to have these thoughts sometimes. So we have to capture them. What are we going to do with them that matters? And if they don't get captured, they just run on autopilot. And then the enemy has some kind of physical trigger or a word. You can have a word, a song, a smell, a time of year. It could be anything that's connected with a rejection moment or a hurt moment or whatever to get you back in the past. And you forgot all about what Aubrey or Casey, what did you do this week? You can Casey might say, "What well, gosh? What happened?" I know you wanted to like just try one minute, you know, just like standing up from your chair and and seeing how that felt in your body to like just try something different, no strings attached. And you're like, "Yeah, yeah." And you'll see all the distractions come in and all the things that happen to the week, or you'll hear that failure, like "I'm never going to get it right." Voice, so I try voice, whatever. So, you know, the more we practice, the more I practice in session with people having a new experience. Of the way things are supposed to be in him, mm. you you create a neural pathway that the one that's there is either really never there because of developmental trauma or diet culture, or whatever happened to you really young between the beginning and about 25, probably. That's when the enemy can just totally program your brain the way they want, basically, mm-hmm. because that's when your brain is actually being wired up from birth to 25 Our brains grow. So that's where the neurobiology of like, you know, God gave us this new insight. It's really cool. It's like, oh, this is how the brain works. This is how the brain works on traumas. This is how like you get it back and it's safe relationship and it's self-care. And it's, there's MRIs to show that people's brain, their frontal lobe lines up, lights up when they pray. Mm. There's all this really cool stuff out there. So the stuff that us dietitians speak to in terms of care, it's not because it's about being an expert. You know, it's about like, here are the things that like, get your brain and your body connected to be able to be more receptive to God Mm
0: -hmm. yes I just I love how it starts with connection right like you're you know Mm -hmm. connecting to a safe person connecting to the Lord I do think like if we can find that safe Person, that community, um, especially of other believers who yeah. maybe it's a Christian counselor, or Christian dietitian like Tracy, um, who can then, you know, help us, like you're saying, realize that, you know, God is for us and pe- there are people we can trust. um And that just bringing us back to, I think of Psalm 91 where it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and whom I trust. And it's like, we need to first return to that shelter of the most high resting in the shadow of the almighty, allowing ourselves to see how we are held and how um, we're safe in his care. And that's more important right off the bat for many of us who've experienced Mm -hmm. some trauma um, Mm -hmm. than going straight to the intuitive eating steps. Um, and then, and then being able to participate in prayer or just be prayed over and be present for it. Mm. Um, that's amazing. I also just, what you said, it reminded me, um, we're going through this again at church. We're doing this whole mental health, um, series. And he talks about, uh, my pastor talked about like how just so much easier for us to dwell on the one negative thing than to recognize, Mm. um, the the positive things that are happening and that's where you are tracy in that role you're there to remind them hey look look at this positive experience that is happening and that's sometimes we have to do that for ourselves um to to purposely get our mind on praise um and practice that to to realize we are safe in his arms so that's so powerful um I love just the exercise of grounding with your feet, um, realizing like paying attention to the chair as it supports you, paying attention to um, the, those positive emotions, and being there to, to point that out to people. Tracy, mm-hmm. so, I what? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just an embodied experience of
2: like oh, like everything you said. Our brain. I mean, that's part of like the 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 Bible and the science of this is that like our brains. You know, God made us to like have these nervous systems that will help protect us. Like if there's a tiger, we'd best be like getting to some <laughs> safety. And so yeah. we're not gonna be um uh contemplating big things at that moment. We're like taking action. Um the problem is the more often we've been in these experiences that um you know, trauma isn't always what happens to us, it's what happens inside of us and what ha- and it's like the ex- our experiences of it without a safe other. So we probably all heard of stories of people who went through horrific stuff and they legitimately like just live in the joy of the Lord. They're not struggling with PTSD. And I again I look at those stories like what is different? It's like they had a community around them to love them back up, to like um just love them through it. And so often we don't have that because everybody around us is going through something similar which is I also help people make sense of their histories, right? It's like, well, if you're if you're like third, fourth generation, like struggling with anxiety and diet culture stuff or some other, there's mental illness or something, this didn't start with you. You know, you inherited a lot of this. It's not just through the genes. I think it's spiritual as well. And that can be broken off. You don't have to live out that legacy just because other people didn't repent for doing what they wanted to do and not being like, um obedient to god it's like you it's like it's okay to like a question like well what is up with our family so you can feel like okay that can be broken off and again we're we're um gosh i love um, nehemiah is one of my favorites because they built up the waste places they start over all their generations screwed up over and over again and nehemiah and i think maybe it's ezra i can't remember who came in like okay we're gonna start over again and Here's the meeting. And they had like two days straight of prayer and of praise and of like, here are the things that got you in trouble with God. Let's renew our minds and not do that again. Mm. And and be able to like thrive again. And it was done. It, you know, it's like the goal was that your generations can be done with all that, just walk forward. Mm. And if we don't know why we feel so like revved up or you know, like um, I didn't talk about people pleasing and dissociation and freeziness very much, but it's like. If we tend to like get stressed and then just check out, the enemy loves that. He loves you not to be present because then you are like, it's like an open door to like things happen to you and you're just, you don't have any appropriate um, boundaries against it. So it's part of the grounding work I do is like, now I need you to be here because if not, you end up doing things that hurt you, hurt others, and you don't even know what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. And God didn't make you, um, just to float in the wind, mm-hmm. to to nothing. So it's just really important to you can you can heal your way just by working on hour by hour being more present. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever tools we use to do that, but that's important too. So the nervous system is really important. God gave us one to um, neurosep thread. The problem is that I can get hijacked. And it gets really, then it kind of gets confused in your brain what's a threat and what's safety. So we're always trying to figure out like, am I safe here? Or do I need to protect myself? And when relationship people, people that are close to you, let you down, you start to think you can't trust anybody. And then that by default, well, where was God? Yeah, I can't trust him. Mm-hmm. Hello, eating disorder, exercise yeah. addiction, plastic surgery, pills, whatever it is we're doing because I have to fix it now because there's nobody here. And that's a lie. But, you know, we've got to work our way back. Like, how did I start doing that? Oh, that's what happened to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So much, so much um, grown and that we don't want to be grown in isolation. Um, Mm, And uh, so I'm just thinking about, you know, okay. Now we have a listener who's kind of, who feels more like, hey, this is me. Um, I need to reach out. Um, I need to connect with people, but I need to have, I need help connecting with the Lord right now um, in this body. Maybe before I'm able to find a counselor and find a community. um, What is, what's like one, one thing you would leave that listener with?
2: Yeah. You don't have to love your body right now. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about body love, body acceptance, blah, blah, blah. How about we work on capturing those thoughts of self-hate and self-rejection? Because mm-hmm. that's not how God wants you to talk about yourself. Right. So just start with like, I don't have to love how this body looks. I don't be, have to be happy with my health level or my functioning, but I'm still fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. junk. I'm not here on accident. And so, Lord, just help my help my um unbelief about at least being happy with the body I don't have to worry about that but just lord help me help me see myself the way you see me which I know you like me and you love me so I don't have to worry about my body with that but at least I can respect it because it's not it's I just say it's just not cool to be inhumane
1: to anyone including yourself mm-hmm. yeah and inhumane I'm like oh that's that's being human (laughs) and to be human, we have, um, bodies that are fragile, but also so wonderfully made. Um, Mm -hmm. and just to be able to experience the, all of that, but that's really helpful to be able to, okay. You don't, you don't have to jump from A to B from body hatred to body love or, you know, any of these things, but really just to filter, start filtering your thoughts um around scripture is that kind of what you're saying and then um
2: yeah and, uh, i would say like god like show me what you say about lord i'm going to i'm going to make a, a deal with you here is it like i'm going to stop dieting because you know yeah, like I mean, it's obvious here that like dieting leads to more preoccupation it leads to distance from you um it leads to possibly to emotional eating binging kind of humiliation of like this belief that I don't deserve to get my needs met. There's, it's a, it's a big mess. Mm-hmm. So Lord, just like, I don't know how to be in a normal eating from a hunger falls eater yet, but what's the first step? It might be eating three meals a day and just being diligent with that. It might be, um, you know, it, it's just crying out to him that, you know, that he exists. You just feel really bad. It doesn't have to be, you have to memorize scripture. You don't have to sit in prayer for 10 hours. Um, it's, it's more remembering. I thought about this a lot with Jesus. Maybe this will help too. It's like Jesus suffered every humiliation, betrayal, shame, grief by people that were close to him. Mm. So we're probably going to go through some, um, flavor or intensity level, of that stuff too. So you're just, you're just not alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that's, that's been, um, a theme of this conversation is presence and what can you do today? And, you know, with the present, Jesus says, we only have today, um, let tomorrow worry about itself. And so, and the body being the reflection Mm -hmm. of the present too, and to be able to, um, yeah, to be able to pray freely in the present and the present reality of yeah. Of God with us mm-hmm. and so that's a beautiful and Jesus is that bridge and I think that's just such a beautiful reality that we do forget and so the practice of remembering um is so important so Tracy is there anything else that you'd like to leave the listeners with um and also where people can find you and if you can also pray for them as well oh
2: my goodness oh there's so much more I want to you just encourage people with is that mm-hmm. you know he wants you well he doesn't want you suffering with us forever. We all, we know sometimes that his timing isn't what our timing we'd like it to be, but he did make us to be able to eat from hunger and fullness. Mm -hmm. He did make people diverse. Even if your family, your pediatrician, your PE coach, whatever in your past couldn't accept that about you because of their own stuff, their own, um, their own sin, their own, um, Idolatry, their own whatever is that you have a body that wants to have some equilibrium and it's there. It's just more about we got to do it different. It 100% have to do it differently than the the way the world programs us to do it. Mm -hmm. Casey and Aubrey and I all know that our educations, there's a lot of good truth in it. And a lot of it was a bunch of like biased hoo ha. Mm -hmm. We knew it when we heard it the first time and we felt pressure. This is how it has to go. But literally, thank God. That he didn't, you know, he kept our minds strong, and so we're trying to encourage you that we did it and in the midst of that pressure, and we want to offer you that same like, you can resist, you know, that pressure and that programming. It's just starting with like, what is the most life affirming thing you can do today and right now? Mm. And and don't worry about like what you're not doing yet; you will get there. But this is a process, not a program. You know, diet culture has this all programmed to do a twelve week program, and then everything's perfect, and like. Mm. Whenever you start feeling like, oh, I didn't do it right today, I had a non diet or I had a diety thought, but I, mean, I haven't seen you, Tracy, for like six hot seconds, you know, not mm-hmm. even six months <laughs> or six years or like, you know, two weeks. I had a thought and I feel so guilty. Like, that's the enemy trying to get you to bail because this perfectionism that is um, self, that's self flagellation, self rejection. He wants you to quit. And so it's going to bring up really hard, hard feelings. And so, just notice that for what it is, it's like you are trying to un- unwind decades of not gener- people in your generations feeling like that what's important, you know, is the car all the carnal stuff, you know, our image and and uh what we look like to earn love from man versus like how am I like trying to like be in sync with what God wants me to be? Mm-hmm. And so um you can find me at tracybrownrd.com and all that. On Facebook, the same thing, Tracy Van I do um, lots of free videos and just teachings and all that. And I do have a website called healbytheword.com. It's newer. And I'm just really collecting their prayers. And um, I actually did a counseling prayer series with a counseling friend of mine where we just speak into rejection, fear, shame, all kinds of really common things that people with eating disorders, disordered eating, exercise issues struggle with because you know, we got, we've got a a lot of really good information out there, but sometimes we don't always have it spoken right to the root of like underneath fear of eating, let's say more at lunch. What we do have is just fear period, fear of not pleasing man. And so we just speak right into that direct of fear of pleasing man. And we just start kind of casting some of those thoughts down, what they sound like and what God says instead. So please take that. That That's so freely given. Um, That's at healbytheword.com. And it's like, we've put a healing counseling God's way. Not mm-hmm. our way. There's no psychological stuff in it. It's just all scripture, mm-hmm. and that's it. So I guess I'll just pray for us. Is that okay, Casey and Aubrey?
0: Yeah. Yes. That'd okay. be great. Thank oh, you.
2: Great. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time, this space, this technology. Lord, we pray that it all be covered in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. This whole this whole audio series, all the work that Aubrey and Casey are doing in In this time on this planet, to help people have hope and bigger faith in you and and healing physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Lord, we just pray for all the listeners that they are surrounded by your most aggressive warning and ministering angels, especially their mind, all parts of their mind, to be again covered with the blood of Jesus Christ that will be healed, whether it's the frontal lobe, the amygdala, where these messages about fear and and, and, uh, safety or process, Lord, we ask that anything that is blocking their healing as they're listening to this be revealed to them. You know, we ask the Holy spirit, be, be the messenger of this and no one else as Mm -hmm. to whom is safe to connect with. Um, even down to like, Lord, do you want me to, you know, like how much, um, how much more do you want to work on this exercise or this food thing? Give me a shift to something else. Lord, just, just share with me so that I learn to trust your voice and not um, even overly just even gathering too much information. Sometimes it just, we just need to rest. So Lord help us learn how to be rest, to trust you, to know that you are for us and against us. And again, any, Lord just pray that any blocks. So we're always looking for, I mean, for me, I look at like what Lord is healing or blocking this person's healing their full deliverance, their, um, their mind from being able to be renew. What is happening? Is it repentance? Is it just worship? Is it just give me, give me more time together with you? Know, Lord is saying, give me your time. Give me more time with you, and I'll tell you, that's it. Just let it, let it be easeful
0: and Let it be simple. Mm-hmm. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Tracy. I know this episode is going to be really helpful. Um. And again, we're going to include all those links for her resources and where you can connect with her on the episode page um, in the show notes. So until next time, may you guys rest in
1: His grace. Oh, and follow the joy. See you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests along with Dwayne Golbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music.